You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. Welcome to another Dragon Talk, a solo flight from the pods today, I'm afraid, as circumstances meant that only me, Mark Griffiths, from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary, was able to clamber down 50 yards under the centre circle of the racecourse into the pod to deliver my thoughts, and, well, it's a bit of a sort of gloomy situation overall, isn't it? Later on, you can hear from Hinkley United's manager, Dean Thomas, talking about Michael Jones's successful loan spell there. And also, uh, you can hear from Kerry Usherwood uh, giving a Notts County slant on the upcoming match at the race weekend. But firstly, well, a bit of unfinished business. You can still vote for the player of the season, of course. You can do that on our website, in fact, wrexhamfan.co.uk. But... Really, it's understandable that a lot of people are finding it very difficult to work out exactly who they're going to vote for. I mean, there's not many players who have covered themselves with glory, have they? Looking at the Player of the Season award first, uh, my vote will go to Neil Roberts personally. He's uh, come overcome some poor early season form, changed position and has really adapted well. I think has been Rexon's most consistent player under Brian Little with his spirit in the midfield and his well, drive to try and get in the box and chip in the odd goal. And so I think my, my money will go for, on him. He's certainly a man who has uh, wrecks him in his heart, and it shows when he gets out on the pitch. Uh, as with the other candidates, the problem is that there's a, there's a proviso against each name. Everybody, there's there's got to be some question mark. For example, Phil Bolland has done extremely well since Brian Little brought him in, but he's only played part of the season. Likewise, Danny Sonner, I mean... I can't help feeling Sonner was too good for League Two and that if he'd stayed fit, we might just have squeezed ourselves out of trouble. He had that much influence on games and the central midfield of he, Neil Roberts and A.N. other seemed to be having some success. But the moment he broke down, our season really went into something of a tailspin and it's hard, even though it's shown quality, to really vote for somebody who's played very few games for you. Then there's like Michael Proctor, our top scorer, undoubtedly our, our sharpest cutting edge. He's a decent amount of goals for a player playing in a side which is living at the bottom of the table. But then he spent an awful lot of the season dropped. You might, of course, argue that he should be voted for and that he shouldn't have been dropped. That's a, a fair case. He seems to be a player who plays in patches. He'll have a run of goals and then a run where he lies fallow, rather. And I'd argue that in the situation that we're in, you're obliged to keep picking him because there's nobody else who looks like they're going to get any goals. But that wasn't the case. So he has spent a lot of the season on the sidelines. And then, of course, Simon Spender has, has got a lot of popularity lately, and he certainly never lets us down. Another player who's spent a fair bit of the season uh, watching on from the touchline, maybe shouldn't have done. He rarely lets us down at fullback. So there are some candidates, undoubtedly. There's a fuller field of candidates for the young player of the year. Uh, for a start, they have to be under 21 at the start of the season. When you listen to the length of the shortlist, 11 players 
are eligible. It does really show you that we are a real dad's army team, a combination of callow youth and ageing experience. And the fact that the ageing experience broke down and maybe a lot of the youngsters weren't quite ready is what's left us where we are today. But just listen to the list of 11. There's a lot more convincing candidates in it. Wes Baines, Mike Carvel, Matty Doan, Andy Fleming, Gareth Evans, Robbie Garrett, Mark Williams, Michael Jones, Mike Williams, Stuart Nicholson and Neil Taylor. Uh, my vote has got to go to Taylor, personally. Uh, he's, a, <laughs> he's a really enthusiastic player, but much more importantly, he really looks to have the quality to play at a higher level than a level Wrexham are at now, never mind a level we'll be at next season. And I think that really we've got to acknowledge that. He's a, a gifted footballer who's got a big future, you feel. But there are other very valid candidates, particularly look at Mike Williams, who really, apart from the Flanetli game, hasn't let us down all season. And I would argue he's rather unfortunate to be left out of the sides when more erratic centre-backs, a certain player that came from Shrewsbury comes to mind, have been regulars and virtually undroppable, as Williams has looked very, very sound. Uh, Matty Doan, you might also make the case as he's deserved more time on the pitch. And Gareth Evans has, has for me, made great strides. I was, I was never really totally sure about Evans. But uh, the fact of the matter is that when the chips have been down, he's, he's put in some sound performances. Anyway, another of the people on that short list is Michael Jones. And Carrots, well, I guess, isn't a contender, especially after the rough time he had in his only league start of the season. But having said that, he'll be starting against Notts County, as you'll find out in a moment, without question. Because I spoke to Dean Thomas, the manager of Hinkley United, and Carrots has played a huge role in their climb to st- nearly to safety in the Blue Square North. So Michael Jones has, has come back to Wrexham now, but uh, I believe he's, he's done a good job for you, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's, you know, he's, uh, obviously he came and joined us at a difficult time. Um, you know, obviously Alec was not took a good, about a tough season. Uh, I was having a few issues with the goalkeeper, mistakes were being made, and, uh, you know, obviously it comes down to individual errors in the end, and uh, obviously the keeper kicked too many, and... And so I just felt that I needed to bring in a new face, and uh, I knew that Michael was available. And Felix uh, Rexham, and they were, they were obliged in letting us have him. And uh, since he's come in, you know, we haven't lost a game. And uh, at the same time, I signed a new centre forward as well. Um, and he scored eight goals in nine games as well. And with the addition of the striker and, uh, and Michael, we've certainly seen of, uh, an upturn in fortune, and our performances have been a lot better. Um, We've scored more goals, we've conceded less goals, and uh, you know, Michael's been uh, like a rocket at the back, really. He's been, he's been extremely well, um, he's a very confident lad, and uh, you know, his, his all-round game is generally very good. I think he talks very well, his handling is very good, his kicking is very good, and I think uh, he's come and made a big difference to us, and uh, I think if your defenders and your team can trust a the keeper, then obviously it's a, it's a big confidence booster, and that's certainly what we needed, and uh, Michael's come at a good time, and he's certainly made a difference. Uh, that, that's great to hear because he's, you know, we've always thought an awful lot of him, and yes, sometimes when he's coming the first team, he looks a bit nervous. But that, it sounds like that's really useful experience for him because it sounds like he certainly wasn't nervous when he, when he came to play for you. Well, no, I think uh, he's, he's a confident lad, and I think, uh, I think, I think, in a, in, a, in, a, in a way, I think he probably come and perhaps underestimated our level of football. You know, non-league football, certainly the Northern Conference and the Conference level is very, very tough, and it's getting better all the time. And uh, I think all of a sudden you realised how how much it means to people, you know, it's like the BL number for most of these players because they'll never get a chance of playing pro football and, um, you know, when you come from a pro club, it's, you know, you, you always look to that much better and uh, it is your job at the end of the day, but, you know, I think all of a sudden you settle down, you realise the values of the players that were anything that important and what it meant to those players and, uh, and 
I think it was, uh, in a way, a bit of a culture shock for him. But, you know, he's come in, he's settled down, he's sort of, he's mixed well. Uh, he's got more of the players. And, uh, you know, he's, so he's, he's, he made a difference. And that was the reason we brought him in, in the first place. And uh, I'm sure that Rex will be watching that. Obviously, they brought him back now. Um, they've made that one eye on his, on his form. And uh, they wouldn't have gone and missed it. We haven't lost the game since he's played for us, and so, and so, um, it was important that uh, he did that, and obviously they've called him back for that reason, and uh, I'm sure that uh, Brian will give him a chance, if he deserves one. It's, it's frustrating, I suppose, a shame in a way, because he's got a big game tomorrow, and, and he won't be able to there, hopefully, to finish off the job he, he's helped to start. Well, that's right, you know, he was pleased to go back under, under, under the... Uh, Advisor that he was going to play, you know, he, you know, he did say if he was going to sit on the bench, he wanted to carry on playing, and uh, and that's that's probably testament to, to the way Markle feels towards playing first team football. But um, you know, I hope that the experience has stood him in good stead. I hope he's enjoyed himself. I hope he's learned a little bit, and um, I hope that uh, he goes on to be uh, a success at Wrexham and uh, he does well in his, in his career. You know, he's been very helpful to us, and uh, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed working with him. Oh, that's, that's good to hear. And really, good luck tomorrow. You look at the winning results. You deserve to stay up. So, fingers crossed that you can do it. Uh, okay, thank you. Well, thank you, Mr. Sam, Thanks very much. I, I would have called you sooner, but my son was taking all mail from school, so I didn't want to open him out. It's fine. He's fine. Okay, fine. Well, thank you very much. Cheers. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Dean Thomas there, very pleased with Carrots' form. And... Tomorrow's match for them is absolutely enormous. Shame perhaps that Jones has to miss out on it. They're playing Vauxhall Motors. If they win that, they are safe. They're unbeaten in eight games. A side that showed enough resolve when they looked dead and buried to fight back and put together a run of form which has hauled them to safety. If only we could have copied that. But good luck to Michael Jones tomorrow. Let's see if he can show Brian Little what he can do. I also had a chat to Kerry Usherwood of the Notts County Supporters Trust ahead of a game which, well, let's be honest, doesn't look to be that enormous for us now, but certainly is still important for County. They had a big win on Saturday, having not played particularly well in the run-up to it, and as a result they know that one more positive result will probably put them over the edge and save them. Whereas for Axum, okay, four wins out of four, I reckon will still save us, but let's not be daft. We're not going to win four out of four. So Axum are going to come up against a, a motivated opponent tomorrow. Let's hear a bit more what Kerry thinks of his side. After last Saturday, you must be feeling pretty confident, I suppose, that you, you got a chance of avoiding the drop. Well, I mean, last Saturday was huge for us. Um, you know, we went into the game, it was uh, everything was very tight, we were not playing particularly well, and it was one of those uh, must-win games, and fortunately, uh, it all came off for us. And I think it was down really to us keeping a clean sheet and uh, um, really being committed on the pitch to needing those three points, and it's made a huge difference. And you did something which Wrexham did successfully last year. You managed to get your fans behind down the goal, and I believe that Ian McParlin said that's another big factor. Yeah, it was amazing because we've had we've had a, an ongoing drive to try and get our fans behind the cop because everyone always says that uh, visiting fans make so much noise behind there it has to give some kind of psychological advantage. Uh, and we've come up against all sorts of reasons why we couldn't do it. And finally, the club was able to sort it out, and we got uh, two and a half thousand Notts fans in there, and they did make a heck of a noise and the atmosphere was electric for certainly the first half and I think it did make a difference and yeah the manager said that and uh, you know that's uh, something we're going to look at next season now I think in terms of trying to keep it going. 
and uh, I mean, I guess you might look at it as being maybe one way away from being safe, and Saturday could be a good chance. Do you think you'll bring many fans behind the goal that match as well? Well, yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to tell how many will come. I mean, I would think it would probably be over 500. Um, certainly, you know, there's still a lot of nervous eyes being cast towards the foot of the table. I mean, we know we're not safe yet, and uh, I know we would love to get a win on Saturday. I mean, obviously, that's uh, not good news for Wrexham fans because uh, Wrexham Ward would be doing exactly the same thing. But I think if we can get a win, um, then certainly that will probably be enough to uh, to give us survival this season. But it's it, there's still uh, quite a way to go. Coming the last few years of, of being quite tough, I've seen a thing about a year or so ago saying that county fans are the most stressed in the football league, and, and I've always felt since then it's been giving me a good, pretty good run for your money, to be honest with you. It's not been fun for either club, has it? I mean, you know, Wrexham have had their problems over the last few years, both on and off the pitch. You know, ours are well documented. Uh, you know, really, we, we, we were at a point where we shouldn't be in business anymore, uh, the longest ever club in administration. Um, and we're the oldest club, so I guess we're bound to have had uh, more ups and downs than most. But it's, it's, it's not been fun for the last few years. But I guess that's welcome to the world of lower league football for, for many clubs like us. Uh, and I think, you know, it's such a shame for Rex and find themselves in the position they are. I mean, what is it, 87 years mm. um, in the Football League? And, you know, it would be such a shame to see uh, to see you guys go, go out of the uh, the Football League. It's uh, it's sad. And I think most Notts County fans would echo that, that that's not something they would want to see. Well, the bullying thing, I suppose, looking at your position from our perspective, is that we've had our warning shot, we've had a little time down near the bottom and we thought we'd paid heed to it and yet this season being worse I mean for yourselves I mean, do you f does this does this feel now like you're going to scramble to survival and hope to scramble next year or are there any signs of recovery on and off the pitch to me anything? Well I think that what we've had since we came out of administration is a, a succession of of new dawns and, and then setbacks and uh, every season we think well this this will be it we'll get through this one and the next one will be better but I think that if you look at the way the club's structured now um, we've got a bit of stability in there we don't have some of the uh, the financial pressures weighing down on us that we, we have had in the past although of course money's obviously still very tight we are going to be bringing back our youth system and our centre of excellence for next season which we, we scrapped um, a couple of seasons ago and which you know in hindsight was probably not the best thing to do and we've got a manager a management team in Charlie McParland and Dave Kevin who are just starting to show that uh, you know they have the basis of doing something good for us I think and that, that's what we're believe because you know as well as I do in football nothing's ever guaranteed and uh, but I think there's a little bit of optimism and and what's, what, that's why it's been so sad this season that uh, you know we've, we've found ourselves in the position we are because there are good signs there it's just uh, you know crossing that hurdle and uh, being able to really make a drive for next season but we're all optimists aren't we as football fans uh, and I'm sure Rex and fans it'll be bouncing straight back if you do go down but you know it's not over yet not over yet for any of us and we've got to get to the end of the season first it feels horribly like it's over for us so to be honest with you it's good timing for you to be honest with you because I think you're hitting us at a well no I was going to say hitting us at the right time but most of the season has been the right time actually, to, to <laughs> well looking at the other way I mean we're a team that just finds it almost in, impossible to score goals I mean I think it's Wrexham and Notts are the lowest scoring teams in the uh, in the second division uh, this season and uh, you know we, we, we just that's been our problem all season the fact that we just can't seem to hit the back of the net on a regular basis and uh, yeah I mean we're very hard to score goals against at times I think we went for maybe four or five games where we didn't concede a goal uh, and I think that's really what's 
may just save us in the end, the fact that we have been able to be fairly tight defensively. But, uh, you know, I think if you, if Lexham can get a couple of goals, then, uh, you know, you're gonna, we're going to struggle against you. Well, I thought you'd have to play for about a month to get those two goals. <laughs> 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 uh, so we're looking at we're looking at the nil nil draws, probably the favourite results there on Saturday. Well, it's on Sunday we were looking to get nil. I've been there, I've been there this season without the weather. Are there any particular players that we are? Uh, I say we should watch out for. I mean, <laughs> we have trouble with most players, but yeah, yeah. Well, I've mentioned the defence. I mean, uh, we've got a guy called Michael Johnson who's rejoined oh. us. He's, he's uh, obviously he's, uh, he's played in the Premiership with Derby. He's an absolutely quality defender. Uh, he's made a huge difference to us since he's come in on loan. And of course, he's uh, he's one of our old boys. I mean, he's a local legend, and uh, we've been really, really lucky to get him. So he's certainly one to watch out for. Um, We've got a, a guy in midfield who scored the winner when you guys came to our place back in October. That's Neil McKenzie, who you know can produce the odd moment of magic for us uh, from the midfield, especially free kicks around the box. And I guess up front, someone like Jason Lee, you know, he's a household name. Everybody knows who he is, um, knows what he's going to do, but he can cause problems for defences. And I think one of Rexon's problems has been giving away some silly goals um, permanently. So it just might be that you know having that kind of. Uh, a big strong guy up front for us might just give us a bit of the edge up front but uh, I wouldn't be wanting to watch out for that many others in our team to be perfectly honest <laughs> although you know they may surprise they may surprise us on the day well Lee could be useful he is play like that often troubles us he never seems to, to get old Lee seems to me but, uh... right. yeah I mean he still looks fit as a fiddle and he, he puts himself about and uh, he may not be quite as quick as he used to be but I think he did admit he was never the quickest in the first place <laughs> So uh, yeah, I mean he he he's, he's, he causes trouble for defences, and uh, you know if he can start going, and probably we'll have Danny Crowe's on loan from Peterborough uh, alongside him, and I think anybody who's watched the Sky TV series, uh, Ron Football was it Ron Big Ron yeah, Manager yeah. or whatever, will will know all about Danny Crowe, yeah. and he's a he's a sharp striker. So you know you never know him. <laughs> It may be the day where we actually find our touch and, and, and put a few goals in the net, and that would certainly be a big relief for us if we can get the three points and probably secure that safety. I've got to ask you, is Lee as good at getting bucks as he was last year? So he's got last year, he got 15 or something crazy like that. And then he got left out, didn't he, to stop him getting suspended, if I remember rightly. Well, yeah, I mean, there's this thing that I think every time he scores a goal, he's got to get a couple of bookings, so he gets more bookings than goals. But I think he's only scored one goal this season, and uh, uh, he doesn't seem to get booked quite as much as he used to. Um, maybe it's because he's, he's uh, lost a bit of strength to his elbows or something. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, I think he does get picked on by referees, to yeah. be fair. Um, you know, there's been a lot of challenges, which have been definite 50-50s, and it always comes down as it's a foul uh, by Jason Lee. Mm. So, uh, you know, you might pick up some uh, some fouls, which uh, you don't really deserve, but, hey, we don't want to blame the referees too much, do we? Oh, bless them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a I can't blame referees this season, quite frankly. It's much more obvious cause of our demise. Yeah, we have to with that. Stay with that. So there you are, we're going to get tested, I think, against County. But there's not much to play for for Wrexham, really, is there? Let's just hope that in the near future, Wrexham and Notts County can become a, a football league fixture once again. Now that's all for this week. Thanks for bearing with me on my own. I'll have a more full compliment in the pod next week when we'll be previewing the Accrington match.
and having another look back at a pretty dream, a drab season, and also any other little tidbits that we can come across. You can look for updates on our website, wrexhamfan.co.uk, and also you can subscribe to this podcast and also to the Final Whistle podcast, which brings match analysis and interviews straight after every Wrexham game on iTunes. But with that, I'm Mark Griffiths. Let's hope that Wrexham's youngsters can give us something to be proud of tomorrow and at least can go out with a roar rather than a whimper. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC.